From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This 22. is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cat, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. I'll make a statement right now. Dysfunctional families can be so fun to watch, which is probably why you tune into our podcast. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 206. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me as always is the man who is probably one of our biggest brains on the team, which would account for his huge ass forehead. He is Mike, also known as MFG. And let me just correct that that would be watching other people's dysfunctional families because <laughs> if, if the functional families were that fun people would they would run home for thanksgiving <laughs> good point good point see our brain go ahead <laughs> yeah all right but well, enough with all of that i've come with some horribly described movie but this one isn't bad actually you said that the last time i didn't get it yeah but you know there's a reason why I'm the brains, um, but <laughs> okay. I should have said squat. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, here we go. Children should be seen and not heard. Otherwise, they're dinner. Children should be seen and not heard. Otherwise, they're dinner. Correct. And we will get the answer to that right after the quick news. Like we always do, absolutely. And our other illustrious host is the man who might actually have 20 different personalities running around in his head, but they're all Zen. <laughs> he is RT squared, Ralph the Tech. Oh yeah, yeah, they're all Zen, except for that one guy who's totally nuts. That's no, the one no, that drives on you. I'm, I'm, no, no, not you, the other guy. All right, back, back to <laughs> you Unfortunately, guys. that one is the Tech. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, the other day while I was conducting a symphony, and for the uh, uh, Philharmonic uh, Orchestra, while I was moving my baton up and down in rhythm, keeping time so that everybody could follow along. I like where this is going. Mm -hmm. And just <laughs> as I was reaching that final crescendo to end the performance and take my bow, a thought occurred to me. Jedis could simply turn off their opponent's lightsabers by force pressing the button. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> like, you see, like, come on. Like, the battle's click, over. Click, click, exactly. click, 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 click. <laughs> if it was only so easy, we wouldn't have two of Darth Maul. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You make a I mean, because Sith power and Force power, same thing, you know, but uh, I digress. I digress. Okay. So um, today we will be talking about the show that is pretty much a superhero show. But I think calling it offbeat might be an understatement. Is it worth a watch? Is it worth a watch the third time around? I don't know. So here today, we're going to discuss on this episode, the HBO Max show, Doom Patrol Season 3. But first, Mike loves it when I keep my intros for him short, so it gives him more time to talk. And talk he will about geek news and gossip. So here he is, Mike and his quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by depression. 
Oh, I want to, I want to stop. I want to snuffle up against. Come on. I can't say it. I'm sorry. You can't. It's every funny. time I try, it just comes out wrong. Every time Ralph says it, I look it up to see if I'm saying it wrong. Snuffle up against. See? It just comes Sesame, out wrong. Sesame Street's like, have we been saying it wrong? It's possible. It possible. All right, Mike, what do you got for us? All right. The year 2171 is not good for TV shows. Uh After only three weeks, Netflix has canceled the live action take on Cowboy Bebop. The John Cho vehicle, which starred him as Spike Spiegel, will not receive a second season. Cowboy Bebop is a neo-noir space western that follows an assembly of bounty hunters as they chase down criminals in 2171. According to Netflix, the show accumulated 74 million hours uh, watched on its opening week, but numbers dropped more than 59% by week two. The cancellation comes amid poor reception from critics and viewers, but both sides agree. Watch the original anime instead. Ah, okay. So, so I guess we're feeling that um, this was warranted because I know a lot That's of people ha- like, yeah, because a lot of people talk about how Netflix goes about, you know, canceling and, and and making certain decisions about certain shows. And I was waiting for for Mike to say, "Oh, and people were in an uproar." Sounds like people were okay with this cancellation. I think they were pretty mixed to begin with. You, you know what it is? Is that Cowboy Bebop is such an iconic anime that if you try to make it into something live action or remake it, people are never going to accept it for what what it is, you know, because it's such a high bar that to live up to, they're going to try to recreate the same magic. And it's, right. and it's not possible No, because you you're going to watch it and be like, even if they did it like scene for scene, the same thing that happened in, in the anime, they're going to be like, oh, this is just the same as the anime. I've right. already seen this. Right. Yeah, no, which is why people talk about, oh, the book was better. I'm like, well, yeah, there's something, there's some concepts in a book or even a comic book format that it won't translate well to a big screen or to a small screen. Yeah, it just doesn't. All right. Oh, well, there we well, go in that. Peace. <laughs> You're yeah. out. All righty. 46 years later, the Brits got an idea. Maybe it was tea time and everyone was too busy socializing, or maybe all that delicious clotted cream had clogged neural pathways. But whatever the reason, someone at the British broadcaster Sky had the realization, let's make our own version of the Americans' Saturday Night Live show. The American, Yeah, the American SNL has previously been developed uh, internationally for a number of countries. Believe it or not, China, Germany, Italy, and South Korea. But this would be the most high-profile um, high adaptation of the series yet. Sky is owned by the media conglomerate Comcast, which also owns NBC, which is where SNL has aired since its inception. The British version will most likely feature the country's comedians and talent, but no cast has been announced. And also there has not been a premiere date released for the series. Do you know when you hear something, you don't know how to feel about it? That's where I'm at right now. I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, it's just one of those you're like, okay, I guess. I guess. (laughs) Ralph, how about you? I mean, you weren't around when SNL was in its glory, glory years, like the original glory years, not the 90s. Well, like the original glory is, but how do you feel about it? I feel like uh, James Corden is probably on his way back to uh, England just so he could probably be a part of this. <laughs> and late night audiences are cheering him on, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please. If we, if we had more time, we, we could do a whole podcast on who would be the all star um, British Saturday Night Live cast. That would be interesting to see who we come up with, even in, jo- even, even in like in joking around, right? Starring no, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> well, uh, I mean that's that's an obvious one. Come on. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, All right. Like- well, last but not least, time for an MCU thirst trap. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to call him Kevin Vagie 
teased fans by stating that any comic book characters Marvel Studios owns are on the table to appear in the MCU, including the Defenders. Now, according to Fahey, quote, I always say that whenever a character comes back into the Marvel sandbox, it becomes another tool in the storytelling ability of the MCU. As I said before, the good news is all will be revealed when people actually finally watch, end quote. I, that couldn't get any more vague. Uh, amid rampant <laughs> speculation that Charlie Cox will reprise his daredevil role in everything from Spider-Man No Way Home to She-Hulk, Fahey recently, I'm um, sorry, recently confirmed that the actor is indeed in the MCU's, uh, is, I'm sorry, is indeed the MCU's Matt Murdock whenever the character actually returns. So it looks like those of us wanting our street level heroes back are going to have to wait a bit longer. Um, There's some street heroes that I don't want back, honestly, but I'm glad to see Matt Murdock is back. And I'm glad I, to hear that some of the other ones are back, but there's some we could leave behind. <laughs> Iron Fist. I, I'm good with all of them, really. I just want You're good Iron with Iron Fist, Mike. Yeah. You're I mean, good with Iron Fist. Yeah, I told you before, I didn't have a lot of problems. I had a problem with the story more so than the actor. I would love to Ooh. see them incorporate Cloak and Dagger. Oh my God. Yes. Cloak I and was Dagger just was talking really about that last good. night. Yeah. But also, but so was um, Runaways. Runaways was yeah. really good. And Runaways yes. unfortunately ended right where their storyline was going to get really good because I've, I've read um, a large part of, I guess, volume two uh, of that series when it came out years ago. And that's when, you know, we were going to find out if there was a traitor in the midst, who it was and what was going to go on, you know, and that's right where they kind of ended it. And you're like, oh, come on. This is where oh, it was going to get good. But yeah, that Cloak and Dagger, Cloak and Dagger had its problems, but I still really enjoyed the show. Well, I'll say this. Um, I mean, Kevin Feige is trying to like draw us in by wondering who's going to come next. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike, Mike and Rob just mentioning Cloak and Dagger and... Um, Right. Runaways. I'm like, you know what? Not all Marvel TV was bad. No. For every Inhumans, you had like two or three good shows. So you did. Have, I mean, <laughs> there may have been shows that weren't anyone's cup of tea, but most of their shows haven't been bad. I mean, just some are better than others, but there's there's only a few I would be like, okay, that was pretty bad. You know. Listen, I'll I'll say this: where they went wrong with Inhumans is cutting Medusa's hair, which that was, was the, episode the one. <laughs> so they were they went wrong out the gate. I'm like. It's her only power. Yep. And you took it away basically because you couldn't figure out how to make it look good. Right. Or, or just you didn't want to uh, allocate the budget to animate yeah. that every time. Yeah. And I'm like, that's her only power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and, and it's supposed to be hair that's stronger than steel. Yeah. Like each strand is like, you know, it's a bit, a little bit stronger than steel. So that it allows her to lift all this weight and stuff. But nonetheless, we digress. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, wait, hold on. That's all your quick news? That is all my quick news. So could you please go over your horribly described movie again? Because I know I'm not going to get it, but I like to try. Aren't you going to ask me if I have quick news? No. After after the, 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 the... Actually, you know what? Fine. We'll switch up the order. Ralph, do you have any quick news? Wow, he's only, he doesn't care now. He doesn't care. You know what? You don't it's deserve dope. my quick news. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but don't I deserve it? You do, so oh. I'll tell it to you later. Oh. <laughs> Why are you, you guys are bullies? <laughs> Kid rocks. Anyway, Mike, could you please go over your horribly described movie so Ralph can get it right? The All Star. Do I hear a uh, hint of jealousy there? You're damn right. <laughs> a hint of it. That was like it's a smack across the face. That, that's what Alrighty. I'm saying. There's no, there's no hiding here. Alrighty. Here's this movie. Children should be seen and not heard. Otherwise, they're dinner. Oh, um, um, a quiet place. Uh, what do you have to say, Ralph? 
I think it's a movie I've never seen. Because if it is A Quiet Place, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, so your really? guess would be? I'm going to go with the captain and say it's A Quiet Place. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to follow him? Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't follow me. Because <laughs> the other movies that I'm thinking about, there's no like silence aspect to it. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, there's actually a really good kind of B-movie. Um, oh, I cannot think of it. It's... It's the whole point is that uh, when anyone makes a noise, the thing attacks. It's, it's actually really good, but it's a, a supernatural film. But anyhow, you just decided to side with the cap, and you and he has led you down the correct corridor. Yes! It is a quiet place. <laughs> and you know what's funny? My mouth, my head was thinking quiet place. My mouth almost said bird box. Ah, but no, they couldn't see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I knew, like, I, I was getting the two confused. Right. So, I, so Ralph. It's like Russian roulette with my ass. So I got it right, is what you're saying. Uh, uh, no, I go. got it right, and yeah. you follow, and you grabbed my 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 my, my um, stretch hands. All, all I'm hearing yeah. is that I got it right. That's, that's wow. all I'm hearing. One track mine. Oh my goodness. Okay. So there's, <laughs> there's two tracks in there, but the other track it's barely used. Well, it's two tracks. They just go in the same direction. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with tracks. Let's get on to the main part of the show, which is to talk about. Um, the HBO Max series, Doom Patrol, season three. And with a synopsis, it's a guy who tried to put me on a Doom Patrol many years ago, and I go, it sounds stupid. Now that it's a show, I can't get enough of it. Mike, also known as MFG. Do you remember oh. that, Mike? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Darkest days of my life. Oh, I thought you meant just talking to you. But yes, I do remember that story, too. Wow. <laughs> I Bullies. Love this guy. Bullies. Go ahead. <laughs> All righty. Doom Patrol is a live action superhero series released uh, through the, well, I'm sorry, what was the DC Universe, but is now on the HBO streaming service. Uh, the series developed by Jeremy Carver was originally a spinoff of DC Universe's Titans TV series, but the T- uh, CW's Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline firmly placed Doom Patrol on Earth-21 while Titans remained on Earth-9. Uh, the show is an adaptation of the original Doom Patrol comic characters created by Arnold Drake, Bob Haney, and Bruno Primiani from My Greatest Adventure number 80 way back in June of 1963. And newer characters are created by Grant Morrison from Doom Patrol volume 2 number 19, not that way back, but still way back in February of 89. Doom Patrol has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 100% for season 3 wow. of an audience of 79% and a Metacritic score of... No critics have decided to review it, but an audience score of 64 out of 100. Ah, 64 out of 100. Oh. <laughs> they are just Meta- something else. So Metacritic clearly, a bunch of haters, but okay. Clearly, Ryan Tomato got paid well. Because <laughs> 100%? Right. Oh. I know. I was just like, I'm like, come on. There's always a little something. All righty. Right. Synopsis. The, relu- the reluctant heroes are back in one of the least confusing time-traveling superhero narratives seen in years. A shapeshifter sent from the past unearths in the present to steal Niles Calder's inventions so that a disembodied brain and a militant talking gorilla of yesteryear can pre-invent the future tech and obtain patents, kill the chief before he has a chance to create the devices, and, of course, take over the world. Easy peasy. It's almost shocking that something went wrong with such a needlessly complicated scheme. Uh, Doom Patrol members stumble across the amnesiac Madame Rouge and, in typical fashion, decide not to help her, which, of course, puts them immediately in danger from the Sisterhood of Dada and their plan to shake up the world in the form of a great flagellation. Uh, Throughout the season, we are served funerals, ghosts, giant space slugs, and 
and uncomfortable self-reflections, but you also had to make room for uh, consuming the tasty cerebral matter of an old colleague. As with, mm. each, as with each glorious season, the mostly apathetic misfits provide us with wit, tragedy, and heart, all while eventually getting around to saving the world, even if it's from the problems they created. <laughs> right. All right, we're starring Diane Guerrero as Crazy Jane, April Bowlby as Rita Farr, Elastigirl, Jovane Wade as Vic Stone, AKA Cyborg, Matt Bomer, and Matthew Zook are Larry Trainers slash Negative Man. Uh, Brandon Frazier, I'm sorry, Brendan Frazier and Riley Shanahan are Cliff Steele slash Robot Man. Timothy Dalton was the chief. Abigail Shapiro, Dorothy Spinner, Michelle Gomez as Laura DeMille, AKA Madame Rouge. Micah Joe Parker as Malcolm. Wynn Everett as Shelley Byron. Miles Musendon as Lloyd. Uh, Nita Kalathara as Holly. Gina Hiraizumi as Sachiko. Stephen Murphy as Gargwax and Billy Boyd as his assistant, Samuelson. All right, so let's get ready to talk about it. Doom Patrol season three. But before we even say anything and before I say anything snarky, let's press that spoiler button and um, show off what we pay so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off you wanker. I don't think anybody would be too upset, but you know what? That spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stutch Productions. Behold, the Great Fragilation, also known as Stush. Hey, what are those two ghostly bodies having sex? Oh, that's just Stush. <laughs> yeah, put your tea in that crumpet. There you go. <laughs> Turn up. Turn up. <laughs> all i gotta say is this gentlemen before i even begin asking questions and going into this mike just said you know he said that um doom patrol the the, the comic originally said what you said 63 mm -hmm. and then you said um not too long ago grant morris's run was 89 89 still what 30 some odd years ago i'm like oh my gosh yeah it's, it's funny uh, for me i'm like 89 in theory doesn't seem like long a long time ago but when you do the math you're like oh wow two years Wow, that's like that's that's three three decades and change. Yeah, it's Not four fun. years older than I've been around. Wow, and you're gonna hit them with lives too. Wow, we we started early. Okay, anyway. I hit them with quick, fast math, so that proves <laughs> that I wasn't lying. Right, quick, fast math. <laughs> one for you, one for me, two for you, one two for me. If you watch Woody Woodpecker, you would know about that. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about it. Doom Patrol season three. Um, now, let me ask you, is it me or this season was the best of all three seasons? I will have to say yes. Um, in certain ways, again, I love the other two seasons. No, I, I don't like, know. No, yeah, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying I love the other two seasons. But what I liked about this one is it was crazy. It was really funny. I, I laughed so hard this season. But it wasn't so fantastically far out. Like this time they didn't go for all of the the you know um the bathroom humor as much and stuff like that and and kept the craziness crazy but not like that's just coming out of a donkey's ass literally <laughs> you know um you know so like i actually like that because i felt that it it felt like um instead of them like just going for the cheap joke or something like that it's like okay we actually do have a story to tell and it's still going to be good and that again that's how it hit me what'd you think right. well do you want to know Honestly, yeah, well, you can lie it's, kind of, it's kind of the I'm question. Sure. It's kind of the question he asked, though. Well, honestly, I do feel like this is the better of the three seasons. And though it also 
did seem like there wasn't as much um, action as, as in the other seasons. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there was more of a uh, easier to follow storyline. Yes. Even with time travel, which is impressive all on its own. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I felt like this season really expanded more on the characters themselves because mm-hmm. we, we really do get to learn a lot more yeah. of the characters and their inner struggle. And like at, right. at this point, like like take um, um, Negative Man for a sample. Like, mm-hmm. it, you would have thought he um, would have been worked through all his, uh, his, his issues with the negative spirit and also with um, uh, being a gay man, you know. And, and but in this one they kind of rehash it a little bit but also in, in a different way of, of fatherhood with him gaining that uh, little mini negative spirit well i mean the, the interesting part with this is it's not that they rehash him having any guilt or whatever over being gay he's comfortable with that his yeah. guilt is over the decisions he made in the past about not accepting who he was yeah and, and then you know and that's the whole point about like when they, they kind of rehash it just a, a slight a slight yeah point. Well, like, they rehash the story, but but they but they but, but they they tell about. you what his actual problem is with it, this right? And, and but it's but it's also interesting. It's just like what Cliff had said when his subconscious self was talking to him, and it's just like, like when Cliff is like, "Oh, do we have to really do this? I'm quite comfortable with my shame." And Larry's like, "That's the whole point yeah. is that you right. are comfortable with your shame." <laughs> you know, I will say this to to um to to answer my own question, um, I feel that um. Because because Mike brought up about you know how the season was I think what, what did you say Mike you said that it was it was crazy but not super crazy where the dick and fart jokes that's not exactly what we said but you know the, the, right, the, right, yeah. the, the potty humor it wasn't there I felt like that it was definitely there I mean there's two monsters I think about I'm like why is that even happening but I feel like there was such a balance between the absurdity of some of their of their stories or or their villains or whatever. And then you had just such a, a really strong story storyline, the main storyline and also the, the subplots that it kind of balanced everything out. So if you had a butt monster or a, a farm full of butt monsters. Um, yeah, but see, like that one, like I just found like that's just normal stuff. Like I wasn't like they're, they're like they were they just kind of trying to go like, well, we got a butt monster and we're going to give in more over this now, you know, it's like. They just were like, yeah, this is the butt monster. And that was fun and all like that. But it, like I said, they didn't get into their usual, like, just insane, insane, like, you know, level of like one-upmanship of themselves kind of a thing. And I, I, I really, and I appreciated that they didn't do it. You know, because I thought okay. there's, I think their story would have suffered more if they had just tried to outdo themselves as opposed to go with your crazy, but you know. All right. Okay. So let's hit some points about, about the seat, about the uh, season three as a whole. Um, the intro, is it me? Or did the did the introduction to this season seem way too easily resolved? For those who watched season two, you have all of the, you have all of Doom Patrol pretty much waxed solid, and Dorothy to face off against this the, the, the candle maker, mm-hmm. so, so that you turn yeah. around like let's be friends, and that's it. It yeah. felt like yeah. it the, felt like Raven. And, all the, yeah, all they did all they did was they they um they did the the Legend of Smog. Where you cut to black, and then in the next film you're like, oh, this must be a drawn of. Oh, it's over in ten minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, like why didn't you just tack it onto the other movie? Yes, when you watch season, um, episode of season one, uh, I'm sorry, episode three, season one, you're like, uh, oh, sorry, episode one of season three. Season three. Uh, <laughs> I know what you remember. You just sit there and you go, why didn't you just make this the tail end of the last episode? <laughs> like, like in all honesty, you could have just set us up for 
the differences that were going to come as opposed to making us wait to see the resolution followed by the differences that were to come, you know? Right. You know what it almost wow. felt like? What? Dormammu, I have come to bargain. Because <laughs> she was basically like, listen, we'll just stay here, you know, yeah. un until the end of time. Yeah. And I'm not going to let you go. That's, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. It just felt, it felt a little cheap. And there's a, a small part of me that got worried about the, because if this would have been, you know, like you went through a whole episode and then it was the resolution or like Mike said, we tacked it on to the last episode of season two, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. But you have this whole hiatus, you come back and she's like, you know, we can do this whole lifetime or we could be friends. Yeah. And that's it. I was like, are you kidding me? And then soon afterwards, they're like a little bit of filler, a little bit of filler. Okay, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, see you, Dorothy. See you. <laughs> you know, Danny um, the yeah. van. Yeah, Danny the Van. I love Danny. Uh, I can't believe Danny the Van's not Danny the Street anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think but in the comics, at one point, he became he became Danny the World, but I'd love to ever deal with that here. Um, oh my gosh! Cool. Not our world, but he became his own world. He just he became a world. Oh, yeah. dope. Okay. Yeah, he became Danny the World. Um, Shout out to Danny the Street, aka Danny the Van. We love yeah. you, bro. Danny also, don't forget brick. he was Danny the Brick. I was like Danny the Brick. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, because you had that. What did you have? You had that. Uh, the negative man decided to go with the spirit, um, the negative spirit into space. Right. Um, you had robot man was going to see his family and try and reconcile, mm -hmm. or, you know, try right. to be a granddad. With his and, but, and Vic was looking for Ronnie. And I, that storyline still just bores the hell out of me. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Going, yeah. Because it's like, dude, you're this superhero and she's not like, oh, I'm robbing candy stores. It's like, no, you're talking about blowing up a building that's got people in it. No, she's wrong. I don't care what they did to her. She's wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. If she wants to hunt the persons down, the doctor, and get her justice, I mean, it's wrong, but sure, I'll, I'll give you that. You know. But the other, you're like, no, no, cyborg, no, she's wrong. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and then Rita Farr, um, not, finishing really, not really taking her... Uh, the reins that that Niles has left for her to you know to handle. Yes. And Crazy Jane was just they were trying to usurp her. They were trying to throw her out. You know. Um. It 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 began in such a way where I didn't. What you got in the first episode, it just felt like it really felt like a. a I know we're saying it wasn't as wild as the other seasons, but it felt like a wild ride because you didn't quite know where it was going to go next. But you were right. comfortable with the next thing. It wasn't like, oh, this is too stupid. It just, it felt appropriate. Mm -hmm. But like you go from that to, oh, we're going to go on a vacation. Right. Oh, we're dead. Oh, it was like in every episode. And I don't know if you guys felt that this way, but it felt like they weren't one-offs, but you could watch one episode and mm -hmm. and kind of watch that one episode and be okay. And you can kind of know about the other episodes, but you can watch that one and be okay. Well, for the most part, yeah, I mean, it was very sitcom-y. I mean, honestly, with, with the recaps they give you at the beginning right. of the episode, you yeah. could, honestly, between the recaps and even the people themselves recap very often, you know, you could watch the last episode and still pretty much get the gist of how the whole season went. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I mean, there would be some stuff you missed, but yeah, again, it's not that hard to follow. But like, that's what I'm saying. And that's again, I'll say it again. And that's impressive when you involve time travel, because most people just just they just make it difficult. And I'm not saying that like right or wrong, because obviously we don't have time travel, but I'm just talking about like they start making these impenetrable, like this had to happen first for that to. And you're like, oh, just, just please stop, <laughs> please just stop. You know. What's I'm, interesting? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm Rafi. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know. Finish your thought, and then I'm gonna ask a question. No, no, go ask a question, please. I want to hear this. Okay, so, well, it's, it's unre kind of related, unrelated. But 
when you Scarlet first hear Elmer. the voice in the time machine. Okay. Did you talk about Shipley? Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you hope it was Alan Tudyk that was going to be doing that? Um, no, I was <laughs> fine because I because I really don't. I mean, as much as I love Alan Tudyk, he's fantastic. I don't need another round of uh of um Mr. Uh, I'm sorry, nobody, Mr. Nobody. You know, Mr. Nobody. Yeah. For a moment, I thought when I when I heard that, I'm like, wait, is Mr. Nobody controlling this thing? Or is that what's going on? And then it's only until after, um, Madame Rouge tries to go back, uh, and, and I think it was like episode, uh, ten or eleven, that, uh, um, which is trying narrating. To, yeah, mm-hmm. and he starts narrating, and then he, it says in the ship's computer. I'm like, oh. That's the voice of the time ship. Yeah, I, I, but he's but he's been talking before. He he was narrating Rita when she went into yeah. the past. And yeah, then I narr- thought it was just and then, and narrating. Her. Yeah. Oh no, no, because remember Rita would even look. She was like, <laughs> like she's getting annoyed. She's looking around like, would you yeah, just but she let would me never do this. I, but I she didn't respond. Was, what? I thought it was an effect of time travel. Like there's some right. I thought that too. Voice that comes out of nowhere and, and starts talking about this shit. Oh, I mean, I mean, but also like if you, I mean, again, I don't even, I don't turn it on, but like the subtitles are just there, and it just says Shipley. It just oh. says Shipley. It, you know, I try like, to yeah. avoid the subtitles only because it gives off so much. Like it, it'll it be does. a mysterious voice, and it'll say whose voice. I'm like, damn it, I, I, I didn't want to know who it was. Oh yeah, no, no, it's a problem. Like it's just, it just was on. But, but yeah, no, no, I knew it was Shipley. But like I said, because Rita listened to him when she was coming forward in time. Yeah, she was listening to Shipley. Um, you know, but I'm just like, I'm like, is his whole job to narrate? Because <laughs> like, I'd be like, you need to shut up. But I, <laughs> but again, Michelle Gomez, of course, just put it best. I mean, I. I love Michelle Gomez and I've said it before. Like she is just phenomenal. She is one of the funniest people. Like you just put her in front of the camera, but she also can just do her drama. But like, like she just, she has it all. Like she just can really do good drama. But when she's ready to be bitchy, when she's ready to be mean, you know, it's going to be good. And, and she, it, she's like one of those people that's like, like, I don't want to say anything to her because she's going to come back with a zinger and I'm going to feel bad. <laughs> like, like, she's just that person and I love her for it. She, they, they always give her, every show she's been on, she gets the best lines and she does yeah. the best delivery of those lines. Yes. You know? Now, let, let me ask you guys, um, because even though it's only 10 episodes, this, I mean, this is a really dense show. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, when it's 50 minutes, it's 50 minutes. And even if it's filler, it's, it's filler for not that long because it's just chock full of stuff. Is there one episode that stands out for you as like, yeah, this episode was like, you, you, you if you could recommend this show and say, okay, watch this episode as a teaser or a sampler, which episode in this season would you choose? Because hmm. because they went all over the place, the, you know, here. I mean, you, you have, you know, when they go on vacation, you have when, they, when they're in the afterlife, you have, you know, them as um, brain-eating, you know, creatures. You have, There's just so many different episodes. They, they had mean, their counseling session, you know? Like, right. I mean, I guess, because I mean, like the, the rest of them, the way they, in, they interrelate for me, they're all great. I just don't see them as particularly standout only because they, they all work together with each other. I would just say the one that it works because of the whole point of what we're leading up to, is different all the time. At the same time, would be the subconscious patrol with number eight. That's when they're talking to themselves after the uh, the great flagellation has happened. Yeah. So you, so you feel like once once it's built, once it's built, that right. stands that stands on top. That stands. I mean, yeah. It also just stands out because it's just different than all the rest of them. Even though I have to admit, um, I it felt like a very long buildup for the um, for the great flagellation to give us a. Um, to just give us background information of characters because it didn't really do anything 
at least that were that we were given in this season because the thing is remember it wasn't like oh it only hit the doom patrol it hit the whole world because right. even even when we run into um uh silas yeah. yeah we run into silas he's like yeah whatever happened don't tell me what it was <laughs> you know i had this revelation so and it's just like so yeah it's the whole world but for something that's that deep to hit the whole world and you're not hearing anything about the world it just felt like like it was a big build up to not a lot you know okay all right not a lot of a payoff um, so i wasn't a big fan of the the end of the sisterhood of dada storyline i wasn't a big fan of that but that didn't ruin the series for me at all by any means okay Ravi. so if i were to say to watch one episode the the funnest episode i would say and yes i just invented that word would be the zombie episode because that no that was funny that was just funny rolling on the floor that's oh my god that was funny the fact that um what's what's the dude's name the the wizard oh um oh shit um yeah we know who you're talking about we'll figure out i i I, what is it malcolm is it no 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 no, no. what was um rita far's uh kipling 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 there we go yeah so just just Kipling alone, like the the, the actor is is amazing. Well, he's great. That. He's always funny. I love that dude. And the fact that he reanimates uh, Niles's head just mm-hmm. so that he can use him to talk to the the, the unicorn head that shit is hilarious. Yeah. Um. But you think she, she thinks she likes me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when... she was talking. To, it was it was Baphomet that he was talking to. You're like, really? Yeah. This is what you're bathing Baphomet for? <laughs> <laughs> but then when huh. when uh. When he shows up at the mansion and he sees the Doom Patrol has been zombified and he's just like, oh, fuck. And I came to you guys for help and now look at you. The mm. fuck? And he's like, I'm just going to get out of here. And they're like, oh, you're just going to leave us like this? Listening to the zombies talk yeah. and the fact that they were inaudible or yeah. they couldn't make sense, but we they were the actually making total sense. That was great. I love that. Yeah. That was great. If, but it still watch- did. If I'm you sorry, watch um, at the end of the episode, they, they have like a, a first look at the uh, at mm-hmm. behind the scenes mm-hmm. and you see the director talking about how when um, when they did that episode that they wanted to show that even though that they're zombies, they're, they still have like a, a form of consciousness and that it's, it was key for them to have the subtitles in order mm-hmm. to, to show this exchange of dialogue between right. them. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, well, they weren't mindless zombies. They were just. They were them that were they were losing their ability to speech, but they were just them, but really hungry for brains, you know. And, and that's what I liked about it. That, you know, they didn't go the whole route. Yeah, um, was, but that was a great episode. It was a it was a great um, also like twist that they they that Niles then says, "I learned a long time ago that the reason why zombies um, crave human brains is because it's the cure." Right. Which I mean, obviously, I like wouldn't work for a zombie like movie that. because they'd all be cured by this point. But well, that's what he said that he goes, you know, but, but Hollywood goes for a different idea, right? Like, exactly. I, 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 but but that that whole twist though, when he's just like, "So eat me," <laughs> you know. Um, okay, all right. You know, I, mean, I from- just like, but that got also. You're like, I mean, even like them after it was all over and they ate his brain, and they're just like. So we're really not going to talk about. No, we're never going to talk about this again. Never. And, and Cliff, Cliff. Yeah, but what does it taste like? Like they're like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> what I want to know is who who uh, held down Cliff long enough to shove down, shove the pieces of the brain into his nutrient tank, 
so that he could. Who knows? I mean, someone had to grind it up or, as well, you or, know. But or was he just acting like he was a zombie the whole time? No, because we saw that his um, metal was even being affected. Because this is right. it was it, it was more mythical mystical than it was anything else. So it was magic that was turning them. So you know he was turning. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I like that. I mean, I like honestly, I, I liked a lot of the episodes, and because they were different. Because like Mike says, I mean, don't get me wrong, that they do build on each other and they serve a purpose. But I feel like each one was a little bit different yeah. in what they used as a motivating force, or and they were very different, it, it, mm-hmm. different tones. Um, I like the one with the with the the, the dead boy detectives. Yeah, that was yeah. wonderful. And like I had written, I mean, I said on our last quick news, is yes, that unfortunately. Did they won't be returning. The Dead Boy Detectives will be, but none of the three people will be back. You know? and, and they were pretty good. And yeah. I remember you telling well, them, talking about that from last show. And I was like, oh. Yeah, you know, I was kind of sad about that. Um, but I, I mean, like I said, I definitely enjoyed that. I I, I want to see, you know, how they're going to keep going. Because this one, like I said, was really about, you know, them. It was really getting into their heads and stuff like that, which is a good thing. But now it feels like they're they want to try put their feet into the superhero, uh, you know, pool. So that, you know, is going to be a messed up thing. Um, some of the, the, the choices I feel that they made, like I, I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going. I don't know if I'm happy with every choice that they made throughout the series. I, I definitely, even, even with his subconscious revelation, which wasn't much of a revelation, I don't like the way they're writing Cliff. It's just, there's nothing likable about him. I mean, at all. Like, like I, to the point he's becoming se- seriously unlikable for me. You know? What's funny is, and I don't know if it's because you mentioned that to me on the side and I'm being a contrarian, but there's something about that that I liked. The fact that he, you know, out of all of them, he's the one that you would think that is kind of goofy and you kind of like him the least. And I kind of dug it because, you know, even with his subconscious revelation and, and all that stuff, you know, he's he's not he's not perfect at all he he's kind of like niles he's kind of like niles in regards of like he's really not likable not niles that there's a no, lot of him niles was likable i mean niles was a scoundrel and he was a horrible person for what he did he, he, he had was, a good, he was, but he was charming i mean like he he knew what the, i mean cliff it's like there's a difference and we've talked about this with other movies and, and shows it's there's a difference between you're not nice da, 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 and every single thing you do is it to the detriment of the quote unquote people that you love and love you. But I mean, like, like that's, that's the point. Like it's once you start going there, it's like, dude, but I, I'm okay. I'm okay yeah. with that because you know, um, part of him is, is a narcissist. Part of him is self-serving part. And, and I think that's part of what, you know, not only that's the reason why he's in the predicament that he's in now, but like the whole addiction storyline with him, as much as that might've been annoying. And I know it can be annoying because Cliff can kind of grind your gears because he he's one note for a while. I like the fact that they explored the fact of, you know, him seeking out things so that he could feel like a King or he could feel good about himself. Cause that's a real thing. No, it is. But like I said, I mean, and it's, it's, it's great, but again, something real doesn't make it, doesn't mean it translates well. I, you know, I think it's very compelling. I think it's very compelling. It's a compelling thing when it's a thing that comes up, but when it's the entirety of the character, every moment of every episode, it's like, dude, I mean, like I said, it's just the thing about it. If someone was really like that in your life, you would not be associating with them because they're not giving him the the fact that he eventually helps the group with someone. So, I mean, it's like, well, you're a group and this is a TV show. It's not, that's not much of a give for all the things he does that's so bad. So that it's like, if this was 
someone you really knew, you really wouldn't be around them. And that's that's why in the TV, you need to give like, you need to give some more positive, but he doesn't have, like, like the fact, oh, well, I want to be around for my grandson. You only, I mean, like you said, he wants to feel like the king. You only want to be around your grandson to make you feel better, not because you actually love your grandson. Yeah, but he still turned, <laughs> you know? it, he still turned it around at the end. And I think for, for his character, you have to, not that you have to, but um, what makes him interesting is the steep climb, is the fact that, wow, he's a real jerk. He's, you know, he's really all about himself. How is he even redeemable? And, you know, there's a part of him that is redeemable and that he's still learning and he's still not 100% perfect and he's still not, he's still 99% jerk off. Excuse my friend. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but that's the thing is that like, when are we going to see him making turns? Because his turns aren't really changes. They're, they're like moment, they're, they're literally the person that's like, yes, I beat her, I beat her, I beat her. You called the cops. I'm sorry, honey. Okay. And then I beat her, I beat her. I beat her. Like, that's, that's his turn. He's not, he's not making a growth. He's making a momentary thing, almost like the writers go, oh, we have to kind of have some kind of learning lesson. Otherwise, they'll really despise him. And then that's gone. <laughs> that learning lesson's gone. And he's well, just a horrible I, person. Again, I, I, felt, I felt in the subconscious, we should, we'll get to it in a little bit. I felt that was a big turning point for him because if, they, if that didn't happen, I would agree with you. I think with the way they built it up, once you got to the subconscious episode, episode eight, um, it was a turning point for him. And I think we, we might see better things from his character, still goofy, still cursing every five minutes, but hopefully a, a little bit more of a redeemable um, character. I hope so. Yeah. It, it kind uh, of felt like um, each episode, he just hit a different rock bottom. Right. Yeah, and, and that's addiction. Not for nothing, that's addiction. <laughs> you, you, right when you think you hit rock bottom, you hit another one because you're like, no, 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 I'm going to keep going because things will get better because I'm going to keep doing it this way. And then katunk. <laughs> For, for lack of a better word. <laughs> Sometimes it felt like he was just digging for another Brock bottle. But, and that's what also it felt like, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just it felt like it just feels contrived for how much he is. And that's what I don't like about it. It's just like, it's like, OK, can you give him a break? Because I need a break. Otherwise, I just don't want to see this character on screen anymore. You know? All right. So, so, so staying on that on that subject of character development and and most interesting character, which was yours out of all the, the, the Doom Patrol squad before we get to the villains? Um, which Doom Patrol main character or team member was the most interesting storyline or the most development? I mean, I well, it was really, it was, for me, it was, it was because it was her season. So it was Rita. Rita is the one that had the most development. It's, she's, the, she's the most changed out of all of them. Uh, and, not, and I don't mean on a physical level because we all know that Vic changed his appearance, but, but she's the right. most, yeah, she's literally the most changed. I mean, when, when Rita poured that hot, boiling hot water on the brain's exposed brain, killing him more than likely. I mean, you know, that's like, that's not you, that's not her dismantling the body or that's not her like, you know, just putting the brain in the freezer. That's an act of cruelty. Like, like that's like, damn lady, <laughs> you know? And I mean, for her and then for us not to, cause I mean, I don't know if you guys thought, I thought, okay, but, but still at the end of this, like with Vic changing his appearance and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. And they can always do this in the future too, even in other episodes. But I'm like, the way I'm like, I can see how this episode, this season's going to end. Season's going to end is that Rita is going to go back into the thing, fulfill going all the way forward this time, which means all of this stuff won't have happened because her, you know, blah, blah, blah. The presence wasn't there, blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's, I mean, cause I'm like, you know, they're not going to leave her. Not that she was evil, but just, I didn't know that they wanted to, her she's, to have that dark spot, which she's, is she, it's, it's kind of like the Wonder Woman, uh, the Wonder Woman thing. Like when, when once you made Wonder Woman kill Max Lord in the comic books, you were like, well, you now you now you can't go back. 
you right. know, unless you're going to do a, which right. they did. Well, an un- undo, like just do an right. undo. Exactly, yeah. And I thought that they were going to do an undo. And I'm glad they didn't, didn't. I'm not saying I wanted that, but I just expected that because of so I, many changes that they made so that I was actually pleased because Le- she's not evil. It's just that Rita's finally kind of a bit like, you know what? I'm a person because she's always been selfish, but she was never evil. Um, but she's just like, no, I'm tired of this crap. I, I saw what having a life could have been like. And I know that it was denied to me, but I've also denied it to myself. You know, I'll be honest. I don't know how I felt about Rita. Um, I don't know how you felt, Ralph. I don't know how how I felt about Rita killing um killing off the brain that way. Like I was totally like, whoa. Um, and you're right. You know, because it is part of her coming to the revelation of you know, I had this stuff taken away from me. Now I'm gonna stand up for myself instead of having things I you know happening to me and me standing idly by. But there was just something about that dark spot that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable and was like. Yeah. Like I didn't like it. Like I was yeah. like, okay, she was selfish throughout the whole, you know, throughout the whole thing. Warranted, I get it. She lost a lot, you know, in her going to the past. But I just did. I don't know how I felt about her when she killed the brain. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I don't know how I feel about that, Robbie. I don't know how I feel about the fact that they never bring it up again. <laughs> well, I mean, well, remember, she's the only one that knows that she killed the, that the brain is dead. Like yeah, she's the, the only show, one. The show could have, like, you know, shown her, like either like thinking about her or some remorse or some shit, you know, or like, but, but, I, but I think that's the whole point is she, right. At least right now, she doesn't have any remorse because she is saying that that's my thing. She is saying like, I am tired of suffering and being kind of the cause of my own suffering by not doing anything. You know, it's her mm. inaction very often or, and her fear. I mean, she's afraid, you know right. I mean? Like, you know, even with, I mean, you know, it's not like a comic book where she has, you know, ultimate control of her entire powers and all this other thing. And it's not like, you know, she's raised in the day of superheroes, you know, she's just like, you know, I am I was born in a time when women were supposed to be quiet and pretty and and do their thing and da, 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 da. But suddenly I'm, you know, not immortal, but at least functionally long lived, right? you know, and I've got a quote unquote curse that I can't really control, especially when I'm nervous, I just melt, you know. And, right. you know, so, like, you know, so to see her take this again, I'm not saying it's not disconcerting. I, I like the fact that it took me, it took me back too. That's why I expected them to undo it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I liked it. I just, I just, you know, I do want to see if going with, I do want to see if they do bring it up in the next season that, okay. that like something keeps bothering her and eventually she has to admit what she did, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm hoping that they write that way, but I did love the big thing we get. Like when uh, cliff is in the, bigger robot body yeah. when she grows the giant size because that's her ability in the comics only until maybe the last 10 years ago her ability was only that she could shrink and grow that was her entire ability she wasn't ah. super stretchy she wasn't an amorphous blob she just could shrink and grow um so like when she grew and like seeing her pushing against the robot it was very much like a comic book um cover of her like pushing it back look, on something you know it did look like that yeah yeah um we haven't even really got. We haven't had a really uh, a good chance to talk about the villains. Obviously, you have Madame Rouge. You have the Brain. You have Monkey. Um, you have Monkey, a couple. He's of... Monsieur Mala. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> he's not Grodd. So no, he's he's, he's not Caesar. <laughs> he's not. He's, he's much more cultured. Um, how do we feel about the the, the villains for this season? And Gargwax. Yeah. Gar- and Gar- that episode was a lot of fun. Oh, I love Gargwax. Gargwax. That was that was. Oh that my was a gosh. Lot of fun. But I but didn't but I mean we we all have to agree we were all waiting for his his attendant to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Like as time went on, you're like, oh, he's gonna kill you. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 here for a mission and he wants that mission, <laughs> you know. Right. 
Because otherwise, I mean, that means he's been putting up with your sorry ass all this time. <laughs> right. But how do we feel about the villains this, this time around? Um, well, the, 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 the Sisterhood of Dada, as we saw, weren't really villains. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and even in the, well, I mean, they were a little bit more villainous in the comic, but uh, it's really funny because they they did most, most of them, they did gender swaps and then they changed some abilities on them. But for the most part, they were kind of faithful-ish to the comics of what the characters could do and everything like that. Uh, but, you know, it turns out they weren't villains. And that was the other thing too, that when you saw they weren't villains, you're like, well, then where's our villain going to come from? And you saw Madame Rouge, yes, she is a villain, but she also is just a problem person. Like she's got her problems. Right. Um, that's kind of led to her villainy. But then even though it's only one bad act, but we realize that the the sort of villain of the piece is kind of Rita, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's, her, it's her selfishness and whatnot. And and the fact that like, you know, like I said, she's got this dark spot now. Um, but uh, I mean, the, the brain in, in Mr. Mala, like whenever you see them, you just expect good times. Cause like, cause they're just this odd couple, you know? But I was yes. very surprised though that, cause even in like the, the even cartoons for the most part, let alone later on in the comic books, it's like they're an actual couple. You you mentioned that in the quick news, you had mentioned yeah. that, that, they're, that, they're, that. They're a general couple. So it was kind right. of funny that they, I was like, okay, are they like, when he was like, I finally have a body, even though it was a robot body, I was expecting, like like maybe with the hug or something like that. Or yeah. kiss. But I was like, oh, you, he went and had sex with these old women. So I was like, oh, okay, so you're not going that they're that they're in this, you know, sexual relation or this relationship, I should, I should say. I was very surprised that they didn't do that, especially on the heels of you telling us about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll say this. I really thought that the brain and Monsieur... Monsieur, Monsieur Mala. Yeah, him. Um, <laughs> I can't say Molnier, so yeah. Um, <laughs> you know I'm not pronouncing that. Ralph can't ah, say Snuffy. We got all of our weaknesses. All of France just turns off our podcast. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> well, well, oh, anyway, but I really thought that the brain was going to have a more prominent role. And and you're right. Yeah, Rita, Rita was essentially the villain. It was kind of like, um, it wasn't a swap, but people were expecting either uh, Madame Rouge or they expected the brain and, and, and you know and his assailant to be you know the villain ended up being Rita. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get more of the brain, mm-hmm. but it, but I thought it was it was fine. It fit the story yeah. well. Oh, know, their, was, their part I thought fit well. Gargwax, you know, was a you know he's a one story thing that I thought his was wonderful. Um, I I kind of I mean I guess I kind of felt that there was a little we were a little bit back in time longer than I probably would have preferred. Oh, uh, I was going to ask you guys about yeah. that. Yes. About- but at the same time, too, it's like, I understand. I mean, it's it's really weird that, like, you were made to feel that, not, well, not made to feel. We we are told and, quote, unquote, know that Niles is responsible for the Doom Patrol people, not Vic Stone, but right. the other Doom Patrol people. He's responsible for their accidents. And in those accidents, either, what I don't, maybe you understood it a little bit better, Ralph, or Orion, or, uh, or, or a cap there that, like, maybe it was a little bit either something that was bestowed or in the chance of him trying to figure out how to deal with his immortality, they somehow became functionally immortal. But then it seems like everybody in their world that has unusual powers is functionally immortal. I mean, well, well like, so I mean, that I don't understand is like, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause all of the sisterhood of Dada right. are all still the same age, you know, like, and yeah, they have all the other disease. Yeah. yeah all, and, and the fact that the fact that, she met Madame Rouge in 1917, and then the last we see of them is in 1949. The fact that anyone that Madame Rouge works with hasn't gone, you haven't aged. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yet it seemed at the same time that they did not know that she had a power. So I'm like, aren't they curious why this woman has never aged? <laughs> you know, in, in what, in 
32 years she still right. looks like she's 40 <laughs> you know the um who was it the the fog actually did look a little bit older in the... yeah i thought that was where the she seemed to have aged a bit which made more, less sense than all of them um yeah the... but uh but yeah um and i I was getting a little bit old. It was getting a little bit old with Frenzy, the guy with the bicycle on the back. I was like, yeah. "Oh, you mean right, dude, you just the, stop chatting?" Hold like, on, the, the the living cyclone. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Really? That that's how we're doing this?" But I mean, it, it worked for the show. It, it's yeah, in the comics, he he had a similar look with it. I mean, he was a black guy. He has this green hat hat with I think a red feather or something, whatever. He's got the bicycle on the back, a, a weirder costume or or like a. a comfortably fitting suit but he actually turns into a living cyclone oh my gosh yeah. so we were spared wow. he that. was oh we were spared that okay we were spared that the, all the, right the one thing that i was like a little nitpicky about mm -hmm. was the you time machine. you the time, yeah but, so, but, so the, but but the, no but but michelle gomez knows all about time machines she's been a doctor who's tardis yeah so <laughs> so th think about it this way right so um Madame Rue shows up in the time machine, right? Mm -hmm. Which they then, which Rita then uses to go back in time. Right. Which then uh, the brain uh, copies the designs for, right? right? Which then Madame Rouge uses to go into the future. Right. Right. And then Rita also uses the one that she initially took to the past to go back to the future, right? Mm -hmm. Who first created the time machine? Well, yeah, I mean, well, that is, I mean, that, that's that's always a part with any time travel, which always, that's what I'm saying. This was one of the better, but you notice I didn't go, they handle time travel perfectly because because the brain copying something, he still never designed the time machine because exactly. obviously, he, you know, because the only way Madame Rouge got here was the fact that she used Rita's time machine, which Rita got from Madame Rouge, right. <laughs> you know? So that's the, that's the because that's what always happens in time travel. It's always the present had to happen before the past. <laughs> And that's where it always goes, like, stop. Right. <laughs> you know? So um, we never know who actually, they, they imply that it was Niles in, that invented the time machine. Right. But we never know for sure who the hell actually invented the time machine. True. Very true. Yeah. Um, for the sake of time, only because we got to start wrapping it up soon. Um, how were you guys about the way they ended the, the um, this season? You know, with 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 all of the characters, and especially when they're going off onto their adventure to be superheroes, um, how were you were, where they left each character individually? Each character individually, I was fine with. Yeah. What I don't really understand is why would they then use the time machine that erases their memories to go save the world? Because they have no way to travel around the world fast enough. <laughs> You know, so so I can already see like that's going to definitely be a big plot point of theirs because the thing is it doesn't permanently erase your memory it just no. confuses and suppresses them yeah. but and then you kind of hope and we don't know this if maybe shorter jumps have less of a disturbing time right we that we don't know but evidently seeing everybody taped up with their name and this whole explanation you know it's funny but I mean that also can get old really fast so we'll see how they handle that um, well, hopefully they won't be using it too too much though and I and I and I'm like. Fuck you, uh, Robot Man. It is not Doom Force. It is Doom Patrol for a reason. <laughs> you know? Doom Force! Love. Um, but I, I did love Rita's reaction, though, when because she was one step away from being like, let's just burn the bitch when it came to Madame Rouge. But oh, like, yeah. when she was just like, fine. That's the way we can keep a, keep track of you, you know? 
Um, and I mean, in, in the long run, I'm expecting her to turn on them at some point. Um, of course. Because I mean, it's, I mean, unless they just want to have an expanded cast like this, I just, it, she's a selfish person that is, I'm sure she does desire change or this could be a ruse, uh, but I'm sure she desires change, but I don't think she's a person that's capable of changing that part of her personality. You know, no, right. Uh, Mike is pronounced Rouge. No, it was Ruse. No, no, and no, she's Rouge. She's Madame Rouge, not Madame Ruse. No, but she she was doing a Ruse. Oh, oh Ruse. my yeah. goodness! Oh Lord! <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want to mention before we do our usual renaming and um ratings? How cute was that little baby spirit? <laughs> how how ugly was the was the baby clone? <laughs> was the wait? I'm sorry. Which one? You mean the larvae? Oh, oh, that, oh, the baby spirit. Okay, oh, you're talking about the slug. That, 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 that slug. Well, he. I just love that though. It's just like she's like, so Larry, I need you to help with the. What is that? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just coughed it up. It used to be a tumor, and now it's this slug. And she, he's like, I don't know what I would do with it. And she's like, you coughed up a 16 pound alien tumor. And she goes like, it's obviously what to do with it. Name it. No, you fuck. <laughs> you burn it. <laughs> She's just like walking away. I can't even stand these people. <laughs> it's funny. Ralph said that. And I'm sorry. I, um, you're talking about the baby spirit. I was thinking about um, when Clara came to the, um, came to the mansion to oh, see Clara. Oh, that was a great thing. With that the, was hilarious. With the matter. And Madam, Madam Rouge was, with the Oh, my God. That was funny as hell. <laughs> I enjoyed that. She took her time switching back. Like she was just having fun. She was having so much fun beating the crap out of that. It's the only time you can see a baby being hit with a frying pan, and it's 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 (laughs) all right. Oh, but there's one thing we we didn't touch on. It's kind of I think important. What do we feel about the uh, Vic Stones uh, basically getting rid of his Um, weapon and most of his tech? You know, I I, thought that that felt just too convenient. Here's 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 my my theory of what will happen he's going to be like overwhelmed with promotions and, and then the nanotech is just going to revert and it's going to, that's what I kind of think is going to happen. They're going to like rebuild his body in a different way, in a nicer way, but Mm -hmm. still allowing him to conform with the, uh, the, the, the artificial skin. Right. I can see that. I mean, they just, they did, they just needed something to do with Victor. So, I mean, even though it it seemed a little convenient, I think that they just said, we got to do something with Victor out of, out of everybody's storyline. His was probably, you know, there's not but, much you can do. Well, it's just really funny. That, I mean, he's, I mean, I mean, I'm sure everybody has helped a lot, but he's never been an official member of Doom Patrol in any incarnation. Right. And it just, he does stick out like a sort of them. And his character is not interesting. I mean, I'm not shitting on the, the actor. I mean, he's doing a fine enough job. I mean, oh, he's, he's good. good. I like the actor. He's fine yeah. enough job. Um, yeah, especially and, when he takes off his shirt, huh, Mike? Why has he got to be about shirts to you? But, but also, because but also when, it's always he wishes that he, he was Hawk. <laughs> ah, there you go. But it's also just funny uh, that like whenever you hear him talk in the interviews and you're like, oh wait, you're English. Yeah. Like, well, aren't there any Americans at work? No, but what I was saying though is that like his character, I just find is the least interesting character. Like no third season, okay. and I'm like, you still haven't made him even remotely interesting. You know, he's a little uh, whiny. Yeah, but it's just he's just he has well, a storyline of interest. You know, he he he's they, they make him the stick in the mud because he's a straight arrow. He's the guy that you know that well supposedly because the straight arrow really... that lets a murderer walk free. Yeah, that, that it's, it's speaking of which, when when he came back and every, when everyone finally came back towards, I don't was it the last episode or the next episode? And Rita's got her chart 
of what she's going to do and how she's going to get Madame Rouge. She's and she's just, just got everybody. Herself. She's just crossing up abilities left and right. She's just like, because no. she's like, okay, the, the sonic cannon arm. And she looks at them and she just crosses it off. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, okay, Kate, you know, of all of Jay's personalities, what, what power did you have? Because she had up there none with a cannon. <laughs> That's what she had up on there. And she, she was like, oh, I don't have any power. And she's like, oh. How wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Just scratch it out. I was dying watching. That's what I love about the show is that it's it's funny outwardly sometimes, but it has a lot of subtle humor and it works yes, so it well in that show, you know? Yes, it does. Sorry, I didn't mean to oh. make that longer, but I did want to bring up the Victor thing. No, no, no. I think that was very important, Mike. But let's go to it. Let's go to renaming. Renaming the movie. Ralph, you want to go first? No, I'll give you that honor this time. Okay. Well, I'm going to call it... Um, being that a lot of it took place in Florida, so it should be no surprise that I call it Heroes Gone Wild. Ralph, uh, your turn. Uh, <laughs> hey, everything goes wild in Florida, obviously. <laughs> even, even the voting. Ralph. Uh, I'm going to call it uh, Five Guys and a Slug Baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike? Well, considering that we had Laura DeMille, uh, you know, going in after them, I'm going to call it Laura Crafty. Laura Crafty. Doom Raider. Ah, Doom Raider. <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right. All right. Let's do, let's do it, guys. Ratings for Doom Patrol season three. Ralph, I give Doom Patrol season three eight. Victor Stone reaching for an arm cannon that is not there, trying to shoot a baby that's shape shifting. That shit was out of nice. out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten. Oh, thank goodness. He, he just ten. goes, I got this. Oh wait, no, I don't. <laughs> You're just, you're just gonna flex at that baby. Yeah. <laughs> if only Flex Metallo was there. Oh, there you go. Now that's a power. Right. All right. I'm gonna give it eight and a half giant robots stepping on Priuses out of ten. Who needs Priuses right right about now, really? Dude, listen, those those Priuses are sleepers, man. They got power. Don't, don't sleep they, on those no, guys. No, no, they 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 they, they make you want to sleep how slow they go. No, they, they can go fast. It's just the, people is, who, um, the people who drive them just take them slow. Oh, okay. And they're silent, man. They'll kill oh. you. <laughs> they'll you right sneak over. up on you. you well, yeah, well, 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 your slugs are silent, too. I'm not worried about them. You definitely should be. Have you not seen the movie Turbo? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm No, I'm worried that they're going to make a sequel. That's the only worry you have about that movie. Well, there was, there was a Netflix series that they made. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Mike? Uh, I'm going to use a part of a quote from uh, Cliff Steele for this one. I rate it eight and a half. We're two bananas short of a dog shit Sunday out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> you might hate him, but Cliff's got some good lines. He's got some good lines. He does have some good lines every now and then. It just sounds so appetizing. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Doom Patrol season three, probably one of the best seasons out of the series so far. But guys, usually I say don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. But don't go anywhere. Two-minute review is next. Hey, peeps. This is the Cap here with a new segment of our show that we like to call the two-minute review. Each episode, one of us will give a two-minute or less review of a show or movie that us as a team haven't reviewed yet. This entry, I'll be reviewing DC's Injustice by WB Animation. It was released back in October 19th. Um, for those who don't know the story, it's a cartoon version of the DC video game, the popular video game, and the comic book that asks the question, 
what if Superman decided to not take the high road when it comes to death or somebody dying that he cares about? This show this shows a world where superheroes and villains question their morals and what side of the battle they would be fighting on as all hell breaks loose in this alternate reality. Truth be told, it doesn't hold a candle to the original source material. The art style is very blocky and makes the characters feel very heavy and stiff. Though voice actors like Harlequin, Batman, um, Green Arrow, and Joker do a pretty excellent job, um, the storyline and the dialogue leaves a lot left to be desired. Um, and not for nothing, to recreate the drama and the excitement of the original series by cramming it into a one-hour, 18-minute movie does a big disservice to the story they're trying to tell. Honestly, if you want, if you want me to be honest, um, play the video game, watch the cutscenes, because it definitely does it a lot better than this um, shit show of a of a production. I'm gonna give it three Harley Quinns rubber hammers to the nuts out of ten. See, under two minutes. Now, back to the show. Geeks on the go. Now we're more doomed. Okay. Ooh. All right. Interesting. And, and, and you, it sounds like I heard you all the way through. Okay, good. All right. So I made an effort this time. Oh, well, speaking of making an effort, here we go. Here's the segment where I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute every now and again. And Ralph sabotages me. Ralph likes to undermine my authority of this segment. I get one segment and he doesn't let me win. So he's Lucy to my Charlie Brown. I, I I don't take enjoyment from doing this. I just feel like it's my duty as who I am to do this to you. Why is it when Ralph's talking this BS, Mike's got the toothiest grin? What's up with that? <laughs> I'm just thinking that they, you better learn to respect his authority. Ah. <laughs> All right. It's, why are you putting the blame on Mike? It's not him. He's not forcing me in any way to do this what are you talking about he would wow. never do that not he would even never pay me tick, a ton tick, of tick, money Ralph. tick tick you know bomb will go <laughs> off if you don't screw him up tick, tick oh my goodness ready set go if current dc comics had batman without a robin for 10 years for the next 10 years would you be okay with that mike the series is batman when they make an ampersand comic then i'll care about robin Holy smokes, okay. Uh, Mike, uh, Ralph, sorry. Oh, you're confusing me with that guy now? Oh, now I gave you an excuse to delay. Go ahead. So, I mean, he's already been alone for quite a long time in many different incarnations. So, yeah, I mean, there wouldn't be much of a change. Okay, all right. Um, Charlie Cox will continue to play the man without fear in, M in the MCU. Should Netflix's bullseye join him? Ralph. Uh, no, that little bitch was, like, very annoying. So, wow. cast okay. someone else or right. change the way the character works. All right, Mike. Nope, he has other villains that can hit him in the nuts with a pencil. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> and will the MCU be without Tom Holland after Spider-Man No Way Home? Ralph. Let me look into my crystal ball. How the fuck should I know? Oh, the crystal ball must have <laughs> told you the time was up. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Ralph. How the fuck would I know? I don't know. I, I, I hope not. I hope that they keep Tom Holland because... I, I listen. I like the guy, even though he spoils shit. I like him. Well, I don't. Well, I, I, um, That's we, why you like him. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, it yeah. It's like kindred spirit, right? <laughs> exactly. We actually uh, go to a pub every once in a while, and we just sit back and and spoil shit for each other. 
It's called the Spoilers Lounge. Exactly. <laughs> Have you been there? No, I avoid it. Oh. <laughs> Tons Mike? of fun. Uh, only Faye he knows. And if he says, he's dead. Wow. <laughs> okay. Did you, All right. did you implant that bomb in his head just like on the Waller? Pretty much. You just cross the universes, bro. That's right. All right. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? I would like to shout out Dramatic Dead Air. I was going to Dead Air. Okay. (laughs) I have no particular shout outs there. Just to everybody. Hopefully, everybody will be enjoying themselves coming up for the holiday time or by the time you hear this, we don't know. We're still waiting for that lousy artist for the last show that we did. Um, uh, he, told me, he told me he's coming on tomorrow, so that would yeah, be great. Yeah, yeah, we're always hearing that. I've heard tomorrow. that before. Yeah, check we, we have. We have, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, everybody's hopefully, you know, um, you know, having enjoying a good holiday season and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully spending time with their loved ones. Okay. And, and us. All right. <laughs> well, I have a couple of shout outs. Of course, shout out. <clears throat> Shout out to Tinkerbell, who is always saying, I kind of get it. I kind of don't get all of my things, but I try really hard. <laughs> That's all. Mad. Trying she's, is all that matters. She's going to get mad at me for for um, for um for making her voice sound like that. Shout out to South Carolina. Yeah. I know she's been under a lot of stress. Hope she's feeling better. Um, shout out to Johannes, who's been in the book studying. He's been really working hard. He's been under a lot of like duress. Um, oh, he's trying to be smarter than us. Screw you! Yeah. <laughs> by the by, the time by the time he gets to this episode, he probably will be smarter than us. <laughs> Bastard! So if he's smart enough, he would stop listening by now, right? <laughs> and, and shout out! And shout out to Jess, who who not only listens to the podcast regularly, has decided to go backwards to episode one. Why would she do that? I don't know. God bless her. I couldn't do it. Maybe here she is a here is a safety warning to all the listeners don't ever go back and listen to episode one through what 10 or more of our 15 episodes. i'll say 15 yeah just one don't 15 just yeah don't the audio quality alone was not the best right just absolutely that the painful pauses the uh if you thought i hated these guys now oh i despise them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it showed He's not. Oh, he wasn't able to hide it as much as he is now. Yeah, now, now all the, the gloves are off, right? <laughs> also, I want to give a shout out to Super Gabe, who calls him Super Gabe, who's hanging out with me for the weekend, and my daughter, who actually was in the room. Yeah, he, um, if it was a video podcast, you'd be able to see him. But I digress. And as long <laughs> shout as out to my daughter, on, right? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> wow. Yes, a joke about the lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my God. That was amazing. That was amazing. And it shows, it shows but, but let him know that it was not from MFG. Okay, so who made the joke? Uh, Ralph did. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's good. Simpatico, man. Simpatico. Simpatico. Okay. Well, that was pretty fun. Do we have anything to say before we get off the air? No. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing. All right. Stay safe. So, yeah, and let's bring this on home. So for Mike, also known as MFG, and our boy um, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. See you next time. And that drawing will be on time. That's what I heard anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.